Welcome to the KPMG Tax Now podcast. In this podcast, we explore some of the more complex matters across tax, economics, regulation, and compliance. Each month, we meet with KPMG's foremost experts and other special guests to unpack key issues faced by taxpayers around the globe. Hello, my name is Alan Needham, and I'm a Principal Director in KPMG's Accelerating Business Growth Group. I'll be your host for today's podcast focused on value creation through innovation during and following a time of crisis. In this podcast, we'll discuss two key matters. One, how to reignite innovation within your business as we live the new normal post-COVID-19. And two, why a systematic approach to innovation is crucial to increasing your chances of success. We've all heard the phrase innovate or die and seen businesses that did not innovate disappear. Companies like Kodak, Blockbuster, Polaroid, and more recently, MySpace, as some examples. Experience has shown us that innovation is not only crucial for business growth, but essential for survival. That's even more the case today, as businesses grapple with the uncertainty and disruptions caused by COVID-19 and other geopolitical events. However, the pressure to bring innovations to market poses a significant challenge for many companies. For example, Studies have shown that small to medium enterprises often don't have effective methods to manage innovation. With me today is Karen Bathurst, a senior manager in KPMG's Accelerating Business Growth Practice. Karen has spent her career to date working for some of Australia's largest food companies in innovation and research and development. Indeed, you've probably tasted some of her innovations or have them sitting in your fridge or pantry. A reminder to always check the use-by date. So Karen, let's start with the obvious question. What exactly is innovation? That's a great question, Alan. And I think if you actually ask this question to 10 people, you'll actually get 10 different answers. Um, Innovation is something different that has a positive impact. And I like a very simple description, which is really a change that adds value. Okay. So is innovation an overused word? It may seem like innovation is used to describe a lot of different things. That's because there's a lot of different types of innovation and people have used it as a general word to describe any change. The overuse of the word has really led to a loss of the understanding of exactly what is needed when businesses have an innovation strategy or say they want to be more innovative. Um, But what is really most important is when using the word innovation is how to define it and ensuring that your organisations understand this definition. So starting at the macro level, do you regard Australia as being innovative? Personally, I actually do. uh, But as a nation... We can, we've had a long history of creating world-changing innovations that have really enriched lives. Uh, but these have actually come about a long time ago, such as a cochlear implant, Wi-Fi, black box recorders, spray on skin. Recently, we've had the innovation of Google Maps and where would we be without Google Maps? Right, probably going around in circles like I do. Uh, in 2020, though, the Global Innovation Index showed that... Um, you know, Australia was a little underwhelming in innovation. It ranked 23rd out of 133 countries for overall innovation. We ranked higher in innovation out inputs at 13th, when, and, but we were 31st at innovation outputs. Uh, Australian government strategies have targeted R&D, but as a nation, we're only spending 1.79% of our GDP, whilst the average OECD spend is 2.37% of GDP. The statistics do appear to say we have a low level of innovation, but we do have high-performing sectors such as mining, agriculture and construction. With our world-class universities and research organisations and with companies really having a burning ambition to innovate, we really have 
all the ingredients we need. I guess we just need the recipe. So why is innovation so important for business? Innovation really helps companies um, and their products to stay relevant and differentiate themselves from competitors in the market and really get them to grow. Uh, Prior to 2020, I would have said innovation was important as the normal world was a world of constant change and businesses needed to keep up with these really fast-changing consumers we have now. If you sell a product or service, you need to be a master of perpetual change and transformation. Consumers' needs and wants are changing so much faster than they ever have. If you've got teenagers, you know that. Here today, COVID-19 has really disrupted every aspect of our lives, our home, our professional lives, our social lives have dramatically changed. Innovation is now no longer a choice, it's more than crucial than ever, with 90% of executives believing that COVID will change their business and the way they do business in the future. COVID has really been a catalyst for innovation. Businesses have had to accelerate opportunities to keep functioning, moving at speeds they've only ever dreamed of. Um, look at how fast companies have set up digital platforms to stay connected to their to their staff. Um, seven out of 10 Australian companies are transforming digitally to really adapt and survive in this new reality. Now's really the time to embrace innovation. As lives evolve into the new norm, you know, companies must ignite innovation and reinvigorate R&D to retain their competitive advantage. Innovation is also an opportunity really to engage their businesses and bring everyone back together and realign and establish their path forward. So if innovation is so important, why does it seem so hard for, for many businesses? Well, most businesses now tend to uh, be designed to execute and really not innovate. All right. So how can businesses get better at innovation then? Well, great innovation really starts with the fundamentals of a sound business strategy. The most innovative companies have a supporting innovation strategy to ensure that they're actually focusing on tomorrow, not just for today. Supporting the strategy, leading companies have a robust processes and really they have the culture and the attitude towards innovation. Leaders are really leading the charge. They have well-defined metrics, structures to support the plans. What we're seeing is if you don't have the in-house capability to deliver the idea, they're collaborating and with those that do. And uh, this is actually improving their speed to market. So do companies really need a separate innovation strategy to be successful? Well, in a recent survey, 86% of companies that have a well-defined innovation strategy, not just a business strategy, view their innovation performance at meeting or exceeding expectations. That's pretty high, 86%. An innovation strategy really provides focus on where the business will play and think they will win. But more importantly, good innovation strategy will outline where they won't play and where they're not going to waste their resources. A well-thought-through strategy helps provide focus, prevents resources wasting time and energy in areas that the business really isn't interested in pursuing. An innovation strategy alone will not improve the business performance. It is really equally important to define success, accountabilities, resources, and performance metrics. Really, mechanisms to measure progress and drive project implementation are crucial to the innovation strategy and the success of their products. So by the sounds of it, you need a process to be successful, but but haven't a lot of innovations happened by chance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There have been a lot of innovations that have um, actually, people have stumbled across serendipitously, but uh, I really don't think it is the best idea to have your future um, really dependent upon an accidental innovation. Successful companies have developed a set of processes and systems to manage and measure the progress and success of their innovation projects. Okay, so with respect to innovation, what difference do you see between big businesses and and small businesses? 
The biggest difference between a startup or a small business and a large corporation is that small businesses move quickly and have a much higher sense of urgency. Most smaller businesses are only running on a set amount of capital and need to move fast to grow and acquire more funding. In a smaller business, there are less people, less layers of management, and people at lower levels are empowered to make decisions. A lot of larger business have lots and lots of layers, complex government processes to mitigate any risk. And um, the benefit of the larger business though is that you do have a lot of resources at your disposal. Big businesses can learn a lot from the agility and drive of a small business. So do you think larger businesses can actually be as agile as a smaller business? A lot of smaller business must move fast to survive. Nowadays, we see larger businesses studying the culture of startups and smaller businesses to understand their DNA and bring these learnings to try to create more agility and entrepreneurship into their corporation. In the last 18 months, when all businesses have undergone a major disruption, some have been highly innovative and agile, needing to pivot and innovate with business communication, working models and changing supply chains. Another thing that startup or smaller businesses have is focus. In a large business, project managers and team members are juggling several projects. Often these projects have conflicting priorities. Also these teams are working on short-term initiatives as well as long-term initiatives. These projects with the closest launch date get the most focus. These usually do not bring the most revenue and the transformational projects that need more focus are not really given the necessary time. Inevitably, these take longer to get to the market. And um, I've seen businesses have to scrap ideas if they've been beaten to the market because their processes have taken too long. So how can, how can businesses solve this? There are a few different business models that can support a project portfolio of short and long-term projects. You can split teams to focus on different timescales. Unfortunately, what can happen though with this model is that if a business is not performing well, the team working on the long-term initiatives tends to be dissolved and disbanded and moved on to short-term initiatives. Oh, well, I was just going to ask, is there anything else they can do? Uh, I think it's really uh, putting focus and time frames and really having sponsors that actually give people time to work on these large initiatives. In larger business, there is so much time negotiating to get consensus of that they lose their effectiveness. Um, for the front end of innovation, rather than have a large project teams working on, working on a few ideas, have small teams working on a large number of projects they have faster learning cycles. Use the depth understanding of consumer to identify the needs and the problems that they have trying to solve. Map out the path to get there. And if this isn't achievable now, create the path to get there by leveraging the strength of the business. What I often see is actually ideas um, that, that actually can't be solved by the business itself. And these just sit in a bucket of ideas and it's really wasted, wasting businesses time. A lot of large businesses are trying processes that startups use like Scrum, digital tools and collaboration. These will all help in focusing on innovation and getting your products to market faster. Okay, but having said that, do innovation processes and governance slow down innovation? That's a really great question. And I think there's a lot of people who actually think that processes do slow down. Uh, and there's been a lot of studies of innovative companies and the results always indicate that the most innovative companies have robust processes. This is to ensure that there is investment in the ideas that are going to grow the business. Don't expect everything to work perfectly in a process. It can take years to get the formula right. I've seen businesses that have very complex and rigorous processes, but the most successful are the ones that have nimble processes that suit the size and the culture of the business. 
benefits of a large business is that you have the expertise and resources to support innovation, but there's lots of layers and the approval through a formal governance process can slow things down. So I think businesses need to actually revisit their innovation processes and see what they can actually strip out. Is there anything else large businesses can do to speed up the governance process? Providing flexibility and freedom to a project team will enable them to make rapid decisions. This is really crucial to speeding up the project, especially in the governance, especially if governance meetings are monthly. Uh, but the flip, flip side is you can increase the risk. I guess you've got to actually uh, weigh that up. Is there any way businesses can reduce the risk? Every project has numerous decisions to make. By breaking down the big decisions into small decisions, you'll manage the risk. The approvers will have visibility on the decisions that the project team have and charge to approve. The very large high-risk decisions will still go through the governance process, but the smaller ones can actually be done, be agreed by the, by the project team and they can just get on with it. Okay, so I've read recently, Karen, that... Um... I think it's 85% of, of all Australian businesses are small businesses with fewer than 20 employees. So we've spoken about large businesses having a structured approach to innovation, but what about those smaller businesses? How do they handle it? Yeah, innovation and innovation processes is just vital to, as just as vital to small businesses. Uh, the small businesses owners wear many hats and need tools to help the business thrive. Innovation is one of the most important tools they can have uh, Change can be hard, um, but if you don't keep up the customers, it can be costly. Having a strategy, a plan and methods to measure the progress of your plan can really help you stay fresh and help solve problems. Be more efficient and keep your um, team, even though it's a small team, extremely engaged. Well, Karen, that's all we have time for today. So many thanks to you for your valuable and practical insights. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email to kpmgtaxnow at kpmg.com.au or you can find us on the KPMG website. Just look for Accelerating Business Growth. My name is Alan Needham, and it's been my pleasure to host today's podcast. You can register for KPMG Tax Now to find out more, as well as to receive regular updates across a range of topics. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of the KPMG Tax Now podcast. If you'd like to ask us a question, please send us an email at kpmgtaxnow at kpmg.com.au. Be sure to subscribe at kpmg.com forward slash au forward slash tax now or follow our LinkedIn page, KPMG Tax Now Insights. That's all for now. We look forward to sharing more insights with you soon.